Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode three of the Average to Elite podcast. I'm your host, Chris Lowe, and today we are going to look at how athletes, i.e. you guys, can thrive during COVID-19. So before we get into today's episode, uh, it's just really important to, you know, just consider what is going on during this uh, current climate and, you know, our responsibilities first and foremost and that is, you know, just to follow the government guidelines and make sure we stay safe and healthy, your friends and family. And so, you know, the rest of the society and population can stay safe and healthy as well. So we all have our own responsibilities to control what we do on a daily basis, uh, which can also impact not only us, but everyone else around us. So once we've got uh, all that uh, considered and you're doing everything to your best of your ability to control that, um, you know, we still have a problem as athletes. Um, you know, we're definitely a few weeks into this and we don't really know how much longer this will go on for. And you can say there's no real sort of uh, light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. And, you know, I really don't have to remind you that, you know, you know your events, games and competitions are being cancelled. You know, therefore, you've got perhaps no goal at the moment, no clarity of what you're doing. So, say, for example, if you play in season at the moment or we're in season and you had games every weekend, you always had, you know, a goal at the end of the week, i.e. that game. You had a countdown towards that, you know, game day minus one, game day minus two, and so on. And like I said, that gives you that urgency to, you know, prepare and make sure you're at the best at uh, what you do and you're readily available to perform at your best during that period as well and because we've got no urgency we've got no goal um there's no routine and there's no schedule you know it's almost a case of why am i even doing this like what am i training for you know i'm just going through the motions and you almost feel like you're just spinning the wheels and it's a bit of a waste of time because you don't know when everything's going to kick off again um, and, you know, there's no point peaking too early, so to speak. Um, and with that as well, you know, you do get bored. You know, you're pretty frustrated as well. And as a result, you're pretty stressed. Um, you know, whether it's a case of not knowing when you're getting back, whether it's contracts, whether you're being selected, you don't know what's going to happen behind the scenes. So all this stuff, you know, just brings quite a lot of anxiety, a lot of overwhelm. And essentially, you have no plan of action. And like I said, you just spin any wheels not really going anywhere. So I like to say for every issue, there is an intervention. So you clearly identified the problem that you have at the moment. And, you know, you're not alone. Everybody's in the same boat as you. So the guys, my athlete coaching program, the boys of wasps, they're all in the same sort of position uh, and they have that same sort of problem. And so when it comes to the solution, I've identified six key areas that I like to run through to really, um, you know, just resharpen the act, shall we say, and uh, get you moving in the right direction. So you have something to work towards and, you know, you have a bit more urgency to your day, you have clarity and so on. Um, so number one really is seeing the opportunity in all of this. You know, I've spoken about this over the last few weeks through social media and really is the most important thing. So what's opportunity can you see in this to be better so when all all this blows over when you get back into training when you get back into games competitions races you know i want you to be in a better position so you just need to identify what thing you can focus on now that you can improve on you know this could be any element of performance it doesn't have to be just nutrition 
It could be your strength and condition side of it. It could be, you know, your running. It could be, you know, rehabilitation. Do you have, say, um, a deficiency in one hamstring? So there's an imbalance there. So you're always getting these recurring uh, low grades or hamstring tears. You know, what is it? Like identify what you can work on now to be better at the end of this. So uh, like I said, there's a clear opportunity to do this. So when I like to think of this, you need to have a very clear goal so you know what the finish line looks like. Um, and with that finish line, you, know, you need to know when it is. So when I do goal setting with my clients, I always do 30, 60, and 90-day goals. But I think you know if we set a 60 and 90-day goals, um, I think the current climate, everything is moving so quickly, and we have to be very reactive to what the government guidelines are. So I just like to do 30-day goals um, because our situation is probably going to be very similar for the next 30 days at least. So you need to, first of all, pick your goal and then pick the timeline. So I like 30 days and I suggest you guys do that as well. And again, really just focus on what can you improve on now to be better at the end of this. So for some people, um, it is a case of like right identifying something and then just cracking down and pushing forward through with it. But with some people, it could be a case of really sort of taking the gas off the accelerator and resting and recovering and recuperating. So say for example, you came into the lockdown pretty tired, fatigued, um, you know, almost a case of like burning out both physically and mentally. You know, use this time to rest and chill out so you are fully recharged when you get back into uh, full competition and training and so on. But, you know, if, for example, you came in like very overworked, overtrained, and you carry on pushing through, you're definitely going to be in a worse position at the end of this. So there's no point. That process is just futile. So what you need to do is just really be self-aware again and just identify what do I need to work on during this period of time for most of you it is a case of knuckling down and push on one area or another but for some it is a case of right let's pull uh, back a little bit number two is you know what are your kpis your key performance indicators so essentially what does success look like for you at the end of this 30 days so say for example your goal is I know, to drop four kilos of body fat in the next 30 days. You know, now all of a sudden you've got clarity on the time frame. You've got clarity on what success looks like. And then all we need to do now is just work back from that. So it could be another one in case of, I don't know, maybe your aerobic performance is lacking at the moment. Uh, maybe you want to improve your 10km running time. Okay, that's a great goal to have. So you know what your 10km type is now. What's it going to be? What is your goal going to be at the end of the 30-day period? So as soon as you put a time frame, a number on it, you all of a sudden you've got urgency and you've got clarity with what success looks like and you've got something to aim for. So this is just a super, super important area to look at uh, when goal setting. You know, if we don't put these numbers there, you can very much just, you know, justify to yourself and move the goalposts quite a lot when things don't go the right way or, you know, things start to get a little bit tough. When it comes to setting the actual goal, you know, a big and really important key thing is that it needs to be realistic. You know, if you're setting a 30-day goal to drop 10 kilos of body fat, like realistically, is that going to happen? 
Now, we know that realistic rates of body fat loss is about 1% per week, and that's why I set for all my athletes. Um, so, you know, if you weigh 80 kilos, that's 0.8 kilos per week loss on average. So when we set goals, they have to be realistic. And given um, our current climate and circumstances, we can definitely achieve rates of fat loss uh, like that for sure, just by doing a, you know, a calorie-restricted diet and doing some form of activity, uh, whether it be inside a training or outside via step counts and so on. But if you say you had the goal of, you know, uh, put on four or five kilos of muscle, again, that's not realistic, even with the best training equipment and best dietary strategies available, you're not going to be building muscle that quickly. So we always look at putting on about 1% of body weight per month uh, with regards to muscle growth goals. And, you know, if that is your goal, so say, for example, you're 80 kilos and you want to put on 1%, so 0.8 kilos, okay, that's cool. That's first of all, a realistic time frame. But now do you have um, the access to the gym equipment and facilities to achieve that? Um, for most of you who don't have access to gyms, probably not. You're not going to be building that kind of muscle uh, at that rate through body weight exercises. Can you maintain muscle mass through uh, that amount of intensity and volume through body weight exercises? Yes, most likely, for sure. There's some research showing that you can. So we really got to be specific with our goals. And are they, first of all, achievable? And then do you have the facilities to facilitate them? So once you've got clarity of your goal, the next step you need to do is look at and identify what your low-hanging fruits are. So these are the things that you need to work on immediately to get the biggest return in terms of your results. So this could be a case of, you know, your eating environment. Is it stress eating, boredom eating? Now, I covered that on episode one. Is it a case of making sure your sleep hygiene is good so you can get a decent eight hours night of sleep? Is a case of you sorted out your training uh, structure and schedule. If you've got a fat loss goal, have you identified how you're going to get into a calorie deficit? So what are the key things you need to be working on that's going to yield the biggest results? Now, if it's a case of, I don't know, you're all moved in with the family and you're having big sort of family meals uh, every single night, like three course meals with like wine and beer and stuff like that, and you've got a goal of body fat loss, you know, we don't need to look at periodizing your nutrition. We don't need to look at all these fancy stuff. We just need to make sure that you can control, you know, the bigger calorie meal or that calorie event at night, which is obviously going to have the biggest impact and bearing on how successful you are with fat loss. Um, so sometimes, you know, people can't necessarily see like the forest for the trees and, you know, they really just focus on the tiny stuff that's really going to yield very insignificant results where, you know, the elephant is still sitting in the room. We need to address that. And once we can do that, we can have much greater impact with our goals and moving forward. So sometimes, you know, you just have to write down your goal and then just identify all your roadblocks, be self-aware with like all the things that are challenging you, make a list of them and, you know, exactly what you need to avoid and what you need to work on going forward. Point number four is to identify and list your five daily non-negotiables. So this is a really nice strategy that I've used with all my clients and the boys of wasps to be really be self-aware of what are the things they have to do on a daily basis, the top five things that's going to move them closer to their goal that they have to achieve uh, no matter what. So 
Uh, for example, it could be a case of if you've got a body fat loss goal, um, then it could be a case of, right, track my food intake. Do I need to do a meal plan? Do I need to track my fitness pal? What do I need to do? So that could be one, track my fitness pal for your food intake. It could be a case of I need to train and do exercise daily. So we know with fat loss, you got your three components, obviously the calories you consume, and they go against the calories you expend through training and the calories you expend outside of training. So is a case of daily non-negotiables, I need to do 60 minutes of exercise per day and I need to do 10,000 steps. So, you know, that could be a nice daily non-negotiable. It could be a case of, you know, sleeping eight hours per night. It could be a case of learning um, this does not be in terms of nutrition, but it could be skill specific stuff. It could be strength and conditioning. It could be mindset, psychology, you know, you name it. Um, it could be a case of, right, I need to do 20 minutes of rehab and mobility daily. Um, you know, what things do you need to do on a daily basis that you know is going to make you a better athlete, not only now, but when we get to the other side of this and you get to return to play. So what I like to do is get my guys just to write all this down and stick it on their fridge or wherever they're going to see it every single day. So they have a constant reminder of everything they have to do. And with this, every time I see it, it just reinforces the daily sort of routine, habits, and uh, ultimately is going to generate better results. And on the flip side of stuff, I also have um, my guys just do a list of three daily do nots. So this could be something like boredom eat. It could be, you know, sleep in. It could be skip sessions. It could be, you know, preparing your head in the sand and thinking, what's the point of all this? You know, these like are your self-sabotaging thoughts and behaviors. And again, you just being able to identify what they are and put them in the list and have them in front of you so you can see them on a daily and hourly basis is really going to help sharpen your thought process and really keep you on track throughout this period. Like, as we said, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. And this is exactly why we're having these goals to create urgency because we get stuff done. And so I always use the example, if we have uh, six hours to get a 30-minute task done, it's going to take us about six hours to do it, you know? But if we had 30 minutes to get a 30-minute task done, I can very confidently say that it's going to take 30 minutes, you know, because there's urgency there, there's a timeline there. And so just knowing your non-negotiable, your daily non-negotiables, these are the things you have to do no matter what. And then three things that you can't do on a daily basis. Um, this, again, just gives you really good structure today and gives you really good clarity of the outcome. And again, just have these um, two things on your fridge in sight all times. A big thing I'm seeing at the moment is just a lack of structure and routine people do not have. Um I think like in the this modern sort of day and age, um, everyone has a very similar sort of uh, work day. Maybe a case of, you know, they get up, they have breakfast, they drive to work, they work the morning, they have lunch, they work the afternoon, they get in the car, drive to the gym, train, then they get home, they have their evening meal, and then they go to bed. And it's like just rinse and repeat. You know, for say for example, the boys of wasps, they'll get up, drive to the club, have breakfast, do monitoring, screening, going to the meetings, you know, rehab stuff, gym, rugby, lunch, rugby, home, and then, you know, crack on the day from there. So routine really just, again, gives you that urgency and you get shit done. So if you don't have that at the moment, 
you can almost find that your day is just a little bit all over the place. You know, you just a bit lackluster, it's a bit haphazard, and you know, there's no real sort of intensity to your day in terms of like the training and stuff. And I know for myself and the guys I work with, if the training is non point, it usually goes hand in hand with the nutrition. So, you know, for example, um, if you're training, say, three o'clock in the afternoon, you'd have, say, like your lunch, your pre-training snack, post-training snack, dinner. You know, training just gives you that structure to your day and gives you structure to your eating habits as well. And with that, you know, you can very much stay on point and, you know, the whole day is far more predictable. Now, what I've done for my guys is just um, written out like a high-performance daily planner where every sort of hour is an opportunity to do something. You know, whether it's a case of eat, whether it's a case of prep meals, is it a case of training, rehab, reading, learning? Is it a case of just downtime, chilling with a family, watching a film? You know, try, try and get some nice uh, routine and structure to your day just like you normally would. So if you normally get up at 7 a.m. to go to work, you know, still get up at 7 a.m. now. You know, if you usually train at sort of 5 p.m., train at 5 p.m. so you can try and maintain really good structure and discipline so you're just continuing from what you've done previously and you'll find then as well as that your good behaviors and habits you've generated will maintain throughout where if it's the case you just flipped your whole day and your whole lifestyle in the head then you almost have to develop a completely new skill set in terms of habits and behaviors uh, to adapt to that new environment. So I try and uh, really push like just maintenance of your current uh, routine and schedule and really just focus on uh, building that and just really refining it. Now, by all means, we don't have to be completely OCD of like, right, it's two minutes past three. I haven't done my training yet. The whole day has just gone to shit. No, we don't need to do that. It is a case of just having um, some form of structure and guidance. And again, that just gives you nice clarity with regards to your plan of action for the day. And last but not least, um, you know, who do you need to speak to to help you with all of this? You know, it's very difficult to do things on your own. And sometimes you do need someone just to point you in the right direction. So you have like that blueprint, that plan of action. So, you know, you've identified uh, what you need to work on over the next 30 days. You know what success looks like. Um, you know what your low-hanging fruits are, you've written down your daily non-negotiables, uh, you need to really so identify as well, like, you know, what I shouldn't be doing on a daily basis. And once you've done all that, if you need help with someone, you know, ask whether it's the case of, right, I want to improve my 10-kilometer running time. Okay, speak to your SNC coach. Okay, I need to improve the strengthening of my left hamstring. Okay, speak to, you know, the rehabber, the physiotherapy team. I want to, you know, improve my mindset. And um, when I go into games and stuff, I don't completely sort of cripple. Okay, speak to sports psychologists. It could be a case of, right, I want to lose four or five kilos in the next 30 days. Speak to a nutritionist, i.e. myself. You know, I have like a rule within like all my coaching programs. You know, you've got to be quick to ask for help. You know, there's someone out there that's much better than you that knows exactly what they're doing and then they can answer those questions so they can get you moving in the quickest, fastest and the most efficient way possible. Otherwise, you know, you're just going to be spinning the wheels and tracks and trying to figure stuff out for yourself. So when you kind of identified everything, just be really like honest with yourself. Who do I need? Where am I struggling? Who do I need to speak to and reach out and contact them 
for help because they're going to get you uh, moving in the right direction much faster than you probably could do on yourself. So that is my sort of top six uh, solutions to, you know, thriving in COVID-19. So what I really don't do what I really don't want you guys to do is just bury your heads in the sand and, you know, just wait for all this to pass over. You know, there's a clear opportunity to progress during this period. You just got to be, again, self-aware and ask the right questions so you can identify the right goal and you can maximize this opportunity. What I just hate um, in life really is just wasting time. There's always something we could do. There's always something we can work on. You know, for, like I said, for the guys who are coming to this period really, you know, burnt out, this is a perfect time for you to improve by chilling out. You know, there's always something we can be doing. Um, now, guys, I hope this episode was helpful to give you clarity to your day and over to the next period. And as always, if there's anything I can help you with, please let me know. Um, and also, if you have any questions, queries, anything, just drop them in the comments section below. And I'd love to hear from you and help you out with this, okay? And as always... If you found this uh, podcast useful and beneficial, don't forget to share and subscribe. Until next time, guys, stay strong, stay home, and keep the sword sharp.